you know what's actually super heinous living in such a hot place like you when you sit outside like patio seating at the restaurants like Oh my god, I got up from the chair once and I saw straight up like a vaginal imprint of my pussy on the chair. Ew. And I was like, oh my god. I actually took, because we were eating wings, I like took the little wipe and I like wiped down the chair. And I was like, am I at the fucking gym? Like, what's going on? I haven't been to the gym in like two or three years, but I distinctly know. I'm like, look at that stamp. I'm like, mm mm, that's my vagina. That's, that's mine. No. <laughs> gotta wipe it down. Like, I'm never sitting outside again and like you leave and you feel like you've been running a marathon because it's just like sweat pouring off of you and then immediately getting wicked away by the heat of the air and you're just like I'm dying Ugh. it's the worst thing ever that sounds terrible yep Ugh. that's that's my life in a nutshell right now just <laughs> literally living Ooh. episode what episode six is my life mushroom stamping but it's like sweat stamping everywhere oh <laughs> it's like the worst i'm like i'm like tempted to ask my husband and be like hey do you balls leave stains like stamps where you sit if it's like there for too long because i didn't know that the vagina could do that on a chair I was wearing sports pants too, and I was just like, how the fuck is it getting that moist down there? You know? It's just shocking. It I suppose it is. I'm 31 and too old to not know these things about my own body. <laughs> you know? It's just like, why you don't also, I know these things? <laughs> you also live in like the hottest state in the world. Uh, so no. I think. Just, <laughs> Weird hot things happen there. It's like a hot flash. I can't wait till I'm like 40 and actually going through menopause. I'll be like, I'm dying! Ah! I'm already dying in the heat. I like have a snap fan that I bring to work and I like oh. fan myself all the time. Just bust it out and you're like fanning yourself. I, I need one do. of those. Anyways, guys, that's the yeah. intro for today. That's a nice little cold open, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nice little... <laughs> Vagina sweat stain, cold yeah, open. A three minute. Out. Is it called a tirade or tirade? Nah, it's a silent know. E. Tirade. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. A little tirade. You know, like when people keep talking about uh, one topic and they're like on, like amping it up more and more and more. They're on like a tirade. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What if we did, like, we got high, and then we learned about stuff, and then we taught each other about what we learned about? That sounds amazing. It's because I call it high class. Because we're high class ladies. And because it's also going to be class where we're learning, but everyone's high. Yeah. And everyone's invited. Yeah, they're not going to want to be tardy for this party. <laughs> class is in session. Welcome back. This episode of can't do that. It's a slow energy. Hey guys. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Hi guys. Welcome back. It's episode eleven. Of, eleven. I know. That was a little hey, extra. Guess, hey, hey, guess what? What? I've heard stranger things. Oh. Get it? Like the, <laughs> oh oh yes I do because of the show. I got it. And her name's eleven. Yeah. I get it. I've heard Stranger Things. Dude, 
I still have not seen the last season of that show because I just can't handle getting attached to characters only to know that I'm gonna have to say goodbye. Yeah, I only watched the first few seasons, which were very good, and I was into it, but then I never got back into yeah, it. Yeah, I have that issue all the time. Ugh, it's just yeah. so problematic. You better not do that with our show, audience. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't go anywhere. You stay here. You're committed. You can't see if I'm swinging that lasso right now, and it's coming at you. I'm going to tie you down. <laughs> Get him, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> but not in like a creepy way, but in like a fun way. Like, oh, yeah, I'm having so much fun being tied up. Way, <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Anyways, it's episode eleven, and it's been a while. I've been playing a new game called Baldur's Gate, Lillian, and it's it's mm. taken the gaming world by storm. Fascinating. It's don't lie to me. I know you're not into this, but you're gonna listen because I have so I much to say. I'm listening. Get it out. I don't have that much to say about it other than I have gone full degenerate into that game. I haven't bathed mm. in like three days. <laughs> it's fine. You could always bathe tomorrow. Exactly. I come home from work. I take my bra off, let my cooch hang out, and I'm I'm gaming. Yeah, there you go. It's just like, uh, why game and be clothed when you can game and be naked, you know? Yeah, that's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, who else is going to entertain me for when I have these types of thoughts, Lillian? Nobody. Nobody but yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I love you, girl. <laughs> say it back. <laughs> you go from zero to ten so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Just like bust out my switch knife, say it back, say it all, cut it off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, got him. All right, now we know for sure if they're still here. They're invested in the story. Yeah, if you're still here after that. You're not going anywhere ever. You're a diehard, and we love you too. Exactly, and you diehards. That's right. We'll give you time. Do it. You can say it in our Instagram. Go put a comment in there right now. So smart, and that brings us to our morning announcements. You gotta follow the Instagram. You gotta follow the TikTok, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) We only have the two guys. Come on. Oh. I don't have a TikTok account, but oh, I want you I to follow TikTok. us there, guys. <laughs> yeah, both Instagram and TikTok are at the high class pod. You know, I had a friend who asked why we don't have webcams and just release, like, because there's people that do podcasts and they do YouTube as well, so they, like, post yeah. a video of that. And I'm just like, do people want to see that? I don't really particularly want to put my face out there. <laughs> That's what, yeah, I had a friend also say, like, you guys should, like, put videos on YouTube, but I was like, we kind of want to remain a little anonymous because we like, like our jobs. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I don't want to clean my house. <laughs> oh my god. I don't wanna like I wanna like this is where I shit, this is where I sleep, this is where I'm probably gonna die. It's not it don't look great guys. I don't decorate. <laughs> Just put up a sheet behind you. If oh, you yeah. ever here's the deal, listeners. 
if there's ever enough of you to where we can make money doing this, oh yeah, we'll show you our faces. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll buy a, then, get uh, a whole office and shindig. Yeah. Yeah. Until yes. then. Yeah. We're ghosts. Ooh. What do I look like? I have one tiny eye and one big eye. <laughs> one eyebrow is totally shaped. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, that's our morning announcements. We have a TikTok account and an Instagram, and the handle is still the high class pod, so follow us there. I feel like I want more morning announcements. I mean, this is Only an announcement. You guys, the edible brand Groon followed us on Instagram, and we're pretty excited about yeah. that. Um, Groon, if you're listening and you're ready to sponsor us, we are waiting, we are willing, our arms are open, you know. Yeah. Got a channel. I really, well, really want that, like, bit of that Creed song where he goes, with arms wide open. You know, I mean, you if I could just like drop that in, like how people drop the da dunch in, I would every time. Every time. <laughs> With arms wide open. And yeah, I you know. You singing it is good. Yeah, I'm a pretty good singer. I don't doubt that yeah. for a second. I've known yeah, I'm a good singer since birth, honestly. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I remember in high school we would play rock band and you would get in on that. Like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, Evanescence, you know? Yeah, you'd match up that little line. Hell yeah. I mean, when we get big, you can bet your ass I'm going in when they start whatever. Like, you know how the people are doing um, the the bits where they're like, ah, oh, million versus billionaire versus millionaire UFC fight. Like, YouTuber versus YouTuber UFC fight. When they start doing podcaster versus podcaster fights, you could bet your ass I'ma be in the audience with a tub of popcorn watching it all happen. I will not participate. I was gonna say, where is this going? Are we gonna fight? <laughs> we like, start duking it out. And they're like, who's that podcaster? Like some no-name podcast. Just duking it out. That was quite a journey. I, know. I was scared that you were gonna be like, we're gonna fight. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, not us. We're we're lovers, not fighters. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that's it. Do you wanna like uh, explain? You have don't you have one more morning announcement Do about uh, Lillian's uh, an aspiring comedian, guys, and she's oh. Eventually, I'm. <laughs> I will be releasing little albums of oh. my stand-up. Is oh. that what you wanted me to say? Yeah. So be on the lookout <laughs> for that, guys. If if you guys are in support of that, uh, we would love for you to support Lillian in her adventures. She's a yes. funny lady. A little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna release these little kind of like you know how in music. Musicians can release like an EP and it's just like a little mm. teeny tiny catalog of songs, like maybe like four or five songs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to release little comedy album EPs where it'll just be quick little bits of my like open mics I go to. Mm -hmm. So it'll just be a little comedy EP, just a little snippet of comedy, just a little... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I can't wait for it. Yeah, so uh, you look forward to that can't get enough of us well soon Lillian's coming to a little <laughs> comedy snippet near you <laughs> yeah 
I live in Portland, so look out, Portland. She's coming. I'm a coming. We gotta pick our topic soon, cause <laughs> my sublime cookies and chocolate. Wait, no, what's it called? Cookies and yeah, Wait, cookies and cream. Mean? My cookies and cream sublime chocolate is melting in this hot ass weather. <laughs> Because I'm too cheap to splurge on really nice AC, so it's really sweaty in here. Yeah, let's eat our edibles. So you're eating your cookies and cream bar. Mm -hmm. It's all over my fingers. Instead of putting it down like a normal person, but holding it in my fingers this whole time. <laughs> it's like all over my fingers. But you know what? Big deal. It's fine. And the cook, the, you know what? That's actually works out the best because the last time I ate this, when it was like straight out of the freezer, I felt really old because I was like, my teeth, I'm too old for this. My teeth hurt. There you go. You should melt down all your food. Yeah. Just put it in the blender and drink it through a straw. It's uh, <laughs> all going down the gullet anyways. I'm trying to open mine. You know, I'm so tired of these child locks. Yeah, like, just keep your weed out of reach of children. Yeah, or don't have children like me. And me. <laughs> okay, I am eating Lori plus Mary Jane Confetti Sprinkles Big Cookie. Mmm. It's, you want to see it? It looks yeah. really cute. It's like a sugar cookie with a bunch of sprinkles in it. Ooh, that looks so good. Like yeah. a Funfetti cookie. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, tasty. I love funfetti cookies. Was that a hundred milligrams? Well, the whole cookie I'm eating right now. I'm gonna talk while I eat. <laughs> 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 the whole cookie is a hundred milligrams. I think I ate like a little less than a fourth of it. So you had twenty-ish. I would say twenty-ish. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I should be fine. <laughs> okay, just making sure because I get real fucked up sometimes, and I'm like, Ooh. I'm a big girl. I could, I could handle my. I, I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> well, it's time for these big girls to find out what their big topic is. I'm shaking the box. Uh, uh, I feel. Do we want to add anything? I think we're pretty stacked for a while. I think I think we're good. We've been talking for like 14 minutes. <laughs> okay. The people want go. their content. Are you ready? I'm hella ready. It's been a while. The tongue is warming up. <laughs> okay. The topic today. Oh, I accidentally pulled two. Okay, I'm oh, putting one back I in. I thought you just ripped it in half, and I was like, she really hated that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dark tourism. What the fuck is dark tourism? Ooh, you're in for a treat. Is that is that where people go to get like? Okay, I feel like the 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 roles have reversed. Unlike, like, where you didn't know what a concubine was, I have no clue what dark tourism is, so I'm gonna guess what it is. Is okay, that where, like, people pay, like, kind of fucked up, but is that where, like, people pay to do fucked up shit in other countries because they know that they can't get, like, sent to jail for it? 
So like Yeah, I mean I don't think the jail piece is so much a part of it, but it's like traveling to different countries to do like dangerous or scary things. Like beat people up and run away? I don't know. I don't know. This is we're gonna learn. I don't know. Oh no. Or like adopt kids and then say you're taking them home but then you leave them there and then you run back home. That's fucked up. That doesn't seem like dark tourism. That just seems like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Are all dark tourists assholes? Hmm. Philosophical question of the day. And why call it dark tourism? Why not black tourism? That's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Insinuating that dark tourism is... Watch us look up dark tourism and it's like people spreading awareness in other countries and it's like super nice. It totally isn't. That's totally not what it is. I bet it's not. See, on Netflix, the reason why I put this topic in there was because there's this show on Netflix called, like, Dark Tourist or something. Oh. And it's a guy that travels to different countries and does, like, weird things. I haven't actually watched it, but I was like, instead of watching it, I'm going to put it in the box. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to research it. Well, yeah, wait. I think it might be fun if we do, like, some... Well, I think it'd be fun if we... If I... Well, if we kind of hypothesized about what sort of events people do and like it'd be kind of gnarly to either confirm or deny those allegations you know okay i'm gonna guess that people i bet they eat body parts because there are some countries where like cannibalism is like Mm -hmm. like what's old what's old dean taste like if you know what I mean. <laughs> or like that Canadian dude that was like, hey, 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 I'm looking for somebody who's cool with being eaten. And some guy from Germany is like, I can do it. I'd love to get eaten. And he's like, all right, come on over. And then I don't actually know if that's what happened, but he ate that fucking German guy. And the Canadian police were like, well, the guy did say he wanted to die, and everybody's like, this dude still murdered him, and they, like, ate his penis together. Ooh. Like, freaking weird. That would be, like, dark tourism to me. Spooky. Like, so you're guessing, like, cannibalism. Yeah, I tourism. bet there's a little bit of cannibalism in there. Or, like, I eating... Even, I don't even know what to guess. I, like... Eating forbidden foods. Like, baby animals. Maybe. I bet that's a big one. Or, like, doing illegal things, like black tar heroin, because it's, like, super easy to find in the Middle East, so you're like, <laughs> gotta go find me the best black tar heroin dealer out here. So you're thinking, like, dark tourism is, like, crime stuff. Yeah, like, doing okay. ho- crime-ish stuff, but having no repercussions of, like, going to jail for it. I think it's, like spooky stuff like maybe like ghosty stuff or dangerous stuff like mm. like like I don't know like hang gliding but scary I don't know <laughs> hang gliding but you're <laughs> hanging from the neck <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah this will be interesting to learn about hmm. interesting well we've taken our edibles we have our our, our topic 
well, we'll see you and you guys in like 30 minutes. But for you guys, yeah. it's really a blip in time because we're magic. Yeah, we're just going to drop in our study time sting. And I guess we'll see you guys in like 30 seconds. Yep. Catch y'all later. <laughs> They're so dumb, Lillian. They don't know how time works. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> Stupid idiots. Oh, I'm still recording. Time to study. Wow, studying so hard. Yeah, I wonder what we'll learn. about to receive the puff of life so she can breathe knowledge into our brains because guess what guys we're freaking back we're and we're back. higher than ever we're back and this was so fascinating that i had to take a little puff of my inhaler before i start i mean because you're about to make me nope not even gonna just not even gonna try <laughs> just... Well, good job. I'm proud of you for not trying. No, I'm gonna say it because you're oh. gonna make me short of breath. <laughs> Did you like my joke? <laughs> yeah, no. No. All right, we can all acknowledge that was a bad joke. Let's move on. All right. It is episode 11, which is an odd episode, which means I, the oddball, gets to go first. How odd. Good, good. That was better than your other one. <laughs> wow, so dark tourism. You know, I learned some stuff. We like... We kind of thought that dark tourism was like the extreme, but it can be like not super extreme stuff. I think the majority of Americans have engaged in dark tourism. I'm going to mm -hmm. make that statement mm -hmm. and I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it so it's true. It's a fact. I participate in yellow tourism. What's that? I pee in every state that I am. <laughs> Well, I think every American probably does that as well. So then we're all yellow tourists. Guess we're you could all dark yellow tourists. Do you think we all listen to the band Yellow Card? Well, so dark tourism is essentially traveling to a place linked with death and tragedy. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different places that fall under that umbrella. So like visiting old prisons, that's dark tourism. So like going to Alcatraz, boom, you're a dark tourist. Um, going to like Chernobyl, which honestly, I would consider, like, if I had a lot of money, that'd be interesting to see. Boom, dark tourism. But... Tra what? I'm stupid. How does that work? Because wouldn't the ground still be radioactive? 
You know, as I said it, that went through my head, but I was like, you've committed to it, just say it. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I would be spooked of, like, you know, coming back and glowing. Hello. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You're just an alien now. Yeah, but, yeah, good point. That one I might not do. But anyways, so, like, there's a lot of stuff with dark tourism. Oh, in, like, Ground Zero, that's technically dark tourism. Mm -hmm. Just, like, visiting anywhere where something, like, sad and dark and terrible has happened, that's dark tourism. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Don't people also visit, like, serial killers' houses and stuff? Yeah, and I'd say that's dark tourism, too. I mean, that's incentive. It's, like, it's the site where something, like, dark happens, essentially. Well, so, I, yeah, I have so. even less of an incentive to be a serial killer now. Aside from getting caught and going to jail, which I would not be able to make it. Me either. If I become a famous serial killer, my house would become a dark tourist destination, and girl... Nobody should be in this house. It's real <laughs> fucked up right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't even turn your camera on. It's just it's just pure darkness out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. Um, so with this dark tourism, I just went through and looked at, like, a bunch of different places. Hmm. That, like, are dark tourist centers that feels weird to say but i don't know how to word it <laughs> dark touristy darkness dark dark, dark houses places death <laughs> gothically death house Ooh. oh um so getting into like the definition more so instead of vacations focused on escapism some people want to see, like, firsthand the site where this terrible thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I wrote. <laughs> there's, no, there's no conclusion. <laughs> Instead of vacationing like some people... Dark tourists. The spooky stuff. That's it. <laughs> uh, I feel um, like honestly, I would be a dark tourist because I'm. That's not like morbid fascination. It's just those are the most painful parts of history that I want to know more about. You know. Yeah, I, I think that's what drives most of the dark tourism thing is just like learning about history. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there's, like, a lot of places, like, um, another example that I saw that I was, like, oh, I would do that was, like, going to Salem and, like, learning about the witch trials. Mm -hmm. That's considered dark tourism, but, mm -hmm. like, that's something that I would do. And then even, like, Alcatraz, I'd be down to go to Alcatraz mm -hmm. and that's dark tourism. I think it's just, like, learning, if you want to, like, learn about history, obviously there's a lot of bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, going to those destinations, if you want to learn about history, it's a thing, and it's dark tourism. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's just, like, a lot of, like, stuff you can learn about those places, too, which is why it, it's just really interesting, because you, you, you and I would never do the shit that people do, but it's just shocking when you see how the depths of humanity, you know? You're like... 
well, yeah. that's the lowest it's ever gonna get, and then you go to fucking Cambodia, and you're like, well, that's pretty fucking dark. I don't know if I fucking like humanity right now. Like, that's some scary yeah. shit. Yeah, it's like a... I don't know. It's like, especially, like, another thing I read about it was it's a way to, like, process all the terrible things going on in the world to, mm-hmm. like, go and visit these places. It just helps you process, like, how terrible the world is. Also kind of teaches you the ramifications yeah. of not stopping things when you should, you know? Yeah, listen like, up, America. Like that age-old saying of, like, at first it came for my neighbor who wore blue pants. I don't think that's actually how the saying goes. I'm just making an analogy because I can't remember. But it's oh, like, it. first it came <laughs> for my neighbors that wore blue pants. Then they came for the neighbors that wore leather shoes. Then they came for the neighbors that wore gloves. I wear nothing at my house, so I'm Gucci. They haven't come for me yet. And then it's like, then they came for my neighbors who wore jewelry. And then he was like, and by the time they came for me, there was nobody left to help me. So it's like, that was a really bad analogy, you guys. You're going to have to go to Google and look it up because that was not it. That was a bad one. That was like the Mario Brothers version of, of what's another Mario Brothers version movie? Stop it. I love the Mario Brothers. That's the only video game I play and you will not talk bad. No, no, no. The shitty live action Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) That one. (laughs) That live action compared to like the power, the Dragon Ball Z. What am I even talking about right now? I don't know. But I can tie it back into what I was saying. Yeah, Dark Tours and like it's a lot more broad than I thought it was, and it's a lot cooler than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, visiting an old castle and seeing, like, their torture dungeon or whatever, uh-huh. boom, dark tourism. Yeah, or, like, seeing where <laughs> slaves slept on plantations and stuff. It's like, boom, dark that's tourism. dark tourism. Yeah. The stupid thing is that it's just kind of crazy how we can see all these historical lessons happen in real life and like a lot of these genocidal regimes happen because of letting your neighbors get killed you know and not standing up for what you know is right like can Mm -hmm. you just can people just imagine what it'd be like if 99% of the humans were like good citizens and not just like good citizens of their country but genuinely just good people who looked out for each other how much less of these death sites we'd have and instead of having dark tourists we could do actual light tourism where we go and see the best parts of humanity you know but no people are fucking assholes so we have all these fucking things like dark tourism I gotcha. Just all these people, man. They got me feeling a different way. <laughs> they got me feeling a different way, Lily. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty heated about dark tourists. <laughs> but no! We just have to have a shit ton of dark tourist place. I would love to not be a dark tourist. I love it! But I can't not be one! Because <laughs> people it's are true. too awful. Yeah, and there's, like, like it's legit everywhere. Like, you could probably Google, like, dark tourism in my state and find, like, somewhere mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, Anyways. yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, 
And it's like throughout the history, throughout history, like dark tourism isn't that like uncommon. Like even way back in the day, like people were watching beheadings and like eating their popcorn as like mm. someone got mm -hmm. hanged, and like people would go and watch the gladiators fight. So mm -hmm. like it, I feel like it's like a part of humanity that like want to see spooky things. I don't know. What do you call that? It's like voyeurism. Um, eh, it's like dirty. it's a, it's like not a sexual voyeur, but it's like a physical voyeur. You know, no, like people who like, like watching other things happen to other people. They're voyeurs. No, this isn't what I'm thinking of. It's like having... Perverts. Having, no. <laughs> it's like having a morbid curiosity. That's what I want. Mm. I feel like human, like as a human, you just have this innate like morbid curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. But anyways... Another thing about dark tourism that I found interesting is that dark tourists tend to be like a little more respectful, which makes sense. So like, you know how like at um like the old concentration camps, there were like all these issues with tourists posting selfies and stuff and like being loud and just uh -huh. like annoying at mm -hmm. these sites legit dark tourists like wouldn't do that they tend to be a little more respectful they're going to be quieter and like take in what they're seeing and not like standing there taking selfies mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting i was like okay okay that makes sense too yeah. It's like a niche thing to call yourself now. I'm a dark tourist. I have manners. Yes, I'm a dark tourist. Eat shit, you pleb. Yeah, enjoy your beach vacation. I'm going to go learn. Take pictures of yourself in a cute swimsuit. I'm going to go remember sad things. Yes, and I'm a better person. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel in my head all the time. <laughs> I'm a better person than all of you. <laughs> but we are. We are excellent people. Definitely. Look at us. When the AI take over, we will vouch for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I decided to look up some specific, like, famous dark tourism places mm -hmm. and just talk about them. So, number one is the suicide forest in japan wow that's like a that's a major dark tourist oh, destination oh my god that's um that's, that's... where logan paul got mm. in trouble mm -hmm. yeah oh my god i remember that day like it was yesterday i, I remember know. going what the fuck why is he videoing himself there yeah that was nanners so he's a dark tourist but he, and actually maybe he's not because he's disrespectful he's just a piece of shit He's also a capitalist, you know, he's capitalizing on a True. sad things to give himself a viewer base. True, it's about the money. Maybe, I've heard he's different nowadays, but we'll see. I don't know. You know, I did watch on Netflix, this is like, a, I don't, I hate this sidebar because I don't want to give them more attention, but uh -huh. <laughs> I did watch on Netflix the documentary about his brother. Jake Paul? Yeah. And like his boxing thing, 
And that was actually really interesting, and I do kind of respect Jake a little bit more. Do you feel like that I was a PR Logan. move, though? Like it was put oh. out for his PR? Absolutely. Everything they do is PR, and they kind of talk about that in the documentary, which is why it made me, like, respect him a little more, because mm-hmm. he's owning up to being a piece of shit, because he's saying, like, this is, like, what boxing... That's like, true. this is a benefit of boxing, being a piece of shit. He doesn't and, like, pretend... Yeah, it it was interesting. They like yeah, that's why people like Donald Trump because he doesn't pretend to be an idiot. He just is one. Oh, gross! (laughs) Fucking gross! And they were like, "We respect your idiocracy. We love it." Like Jesus. The thing is, I respect that Jake Paul has like called it out Mm -hmm. and like has talked about how he uses it. Would I vote for him for president? Fuck no. Mm, That's where me and the MAGA people differ. (laughs) If he was going to go against Donald Trump and that was my only two, I'd be like, "Mm, Jake Paul, you'd be looking real nice right now. Yeah, I guess so. Don't give him any ideas, though. Yeah, don't do it, dog. Please. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Enough about the Pauls. Um, So, Suicide Forest in Japan, that's like a major, like dark tourism destination mm-hmm. for one aside from like the dark tourism piece it is actually like a beautiful forest like really lush it's at the bottom of mount fiji and it's like um there's like all sorts of like lava like there was a explosion way back in the day so it's actually like a forest on top of like old lava mm-hmm. which is interesting so it's actually like famous for a lot of hikers to go there but there's also the spooky side of it so it's the number two place in the world where people like go to the number two destination in the world where people go to to commit suicide number number one one. oh oh yeah come on i knew you were gonna Mm -hmm. ask (laughs) number one is the golden state bridge really yeah isn't that interesting it's sad that's kind of sad killing yourself in a place where so many people can see you I know. Ugh, it's sad. Isn't yeah, that just, like, sad. so American and so Japanese, though? I don't proclaim to know anything, but Whoa. in my mind, mentally, like, isn't that so just us, you know? That is interesting. Americans Maybe. feel totally lonely and isolated even when they're amongst a ton of people. Like, mm. so lonely that you'd kill yourself in front of others because that's how little they feel. And Japanese are so deeply personal and just do not want to bother anybody. Like, that's part of their culture. It's like, take care of your shit. Be responsible for your shit. Hell, dads kill themselves all the time because their sons were criminals. You know? So sad. It's like, it's just such a perfect example of the two cultures. At yeah, least I is, think so. I think, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's that was interesting fucking to deep. About it that, was, that was deep. That was a deep thought, guys. <laughs> it's crazy, too, because, like, with, like, the culture, um, I guess, like, the busiest or, like, peak, this is terrible to say, but the, like, peak season there for people going to commit suicide when, like, the most people do mm-hmm. is in spring. And it peaks in March, which they say is when Japan's fiscal season ends. Mm. So, like, yeah, that's interesting, too, that, like... Because it seems like, like, I don't know anything about any culture, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like, um, 
like in Japan, they're like really hard workers. Like that's a part of the culture is working really hard. Mm-hmm. So like it makes sense that like at the end of that fiscal year, like if your identity is a lot about work, yeah, mm-hmm. it's sad. That is sad. Oh. And um, just like a few other facts. They do annual searches there to look for bodies, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And they find like around a hundred bodies each year. Oh, I know. And like they know that like this place for some reason, like a lot of people flock to like mm-hmm. commit suicide. They know that, so they're actually like doing a lot to like prevent it, which is kind of cool. So. They do, like, frequent patrols to search for people and to help for people who are, Mm -hmm. like, and to help people who are, like, wandering in the forest. Mm -hmm. And they also, if there's campers there, because, like, some people will camp there. I mean, it's a forest. Yeah. So, um, if they see any tents, the people that patrol, the forest workers, will actually, like, approach them and, like, see if they need any help. Because sometimes they think that people camp there, like, while they're thinking about, like, whether or not they want to, like, yeah. So that was interesting, too, that they actually, like, patrol for people and try to help people. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of um, anti-suicide warning signs, like, all throughout the trails. I don't know. Every time I hear about just Japanese culture, like, the amount of respect they try to give people like for personal space and time and boundaries like it just seems like such an elegant culture yeah yeah it's interesting um they seem very like i don't know anything and it feels weird to talk about it (laughs) but like it seems like a culture that's very like conscientious of others agree i would agree yeah. also not being one of them but just knowing as much as i do about them yeah it just seems that way and i wonder if that's like cultural values too like that's a yeah. whole thing no Woo! that's cops sorry i don't know why i made that sound <laughs> yes. they're arresting someone he's fading we better say bye to lillian she's about it's- to get thrown <laughs> in the cellar <laughs> Okay, it's done. Um, The other thing that they're doing is, like, a prevention tool is they're not posting the body counts, like, the number of bodies they're finding anymore. That's good. Which I thought was cool, too, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're not, like, putting it on blast that they found, like, so-and-so bodies this year. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I'm going to interject because I have a a thought about that. I have so many thoughts about this. But I was actually wondering towards the beginning of your uh, segment about the suicide forest if if the suicide forest would have as many suicides if they had publicized all yeah. those suicides in the For beginning. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Like it's almost like advertising it is like mm-hmm. this destination. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that they did like think about that and they were like, mm, let's maybe like not post mm-hmm. like body counts anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I wonder yeah, what would happen if they did that with like all the school shootings in America. Like what if we just stopped giving out names and giving out numbers and giving out stats like that? Linda, you're going to change this world. I don't know. I don't know, man. Just, just thoughts. <laughs> just thoughts. <laughs> just thoughts. <laughs> well, we'll move on to like 
something that's not as sad. Um, another destination, another dark tourist destination is the luxury prison that Pablo Escobar built. What? He built a luxury prison? Oh, Linda, this is actually a fun story. So, Pablo Escobar, am I saying that right? Is it Escobar? Escobar. <laughs> Sorry, that was really rude. I don't know. I don't speak that language. Pablo Escobar. I think Escobar is correct. Oh, my dog agrees. Anyways. So, Pablo Escobar, he was a big head honcho in the cartel, but he was also a big head honcho in the community. Like, the people loved him, hmm. but he was also super spooky and head of, like, a major cartel thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the Colombian government, they were after him, and they finally, like, could arrest him, but the community still loved him. So they were, like, trying to figure out a way, and they were working with Pablo, and they were like, uh, how are we going to do this? Like, you're arrested, but the people love you, so we don't want to treat you too bad, but, Mm -hmm. like, you are arrested. And so (laughs) Pablo Escobar, like, actually negotiated the terms of his sentence. Wow. Yeah. So part of his negotiations was that he would build his own prison and staff his own prison. What? So he would, yeah, so he would get to choose, choose all the guards, too. Bitch, and, isn't that just called living in a mansion with your friends and your family? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. So in this prison, he had a football field, a jacuzzi, <laughs> a sauna, a pool, a waterfall. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he hosted weddings there while he was in prison. What? Yeah. So, and he was he was eating good too. Ooh, he was eating caviar and fresh salmon and turkey dinners and smoked trout. He had it all. He was living his life in his prison. How's that even? I mean, hell yeah, power to you if you have that much control over your empire. Here's the thing. So he, the Colombian government, they were kind of like keeping eyes on what was going on there. Mm -hmm. And so they see that he's just inviting all these like known criminals, all of his like workers and stuff into this prison. They're seeing what's going on. And they've had enough, so they're like, you know what, we need to treat him like every other prisoner. Like, he's not even in prison, we gotta do something. So, Pablo, he gets word that, like, they wanna really punish him. Mm -hmm. And so, he just walks out of his prison and escapes. (laughs) You know, I was gonna say, did he manage to build himself an escape route in his mansion, too? (laughs) Yeah, so he just walks out and escapes prison. And then, as we all know, he gets killed. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't know that. Well, spoiler alert, they ended up finding him and shooting him. Oh. Um, but his prison was deserted for forever until the government decided to give it to Benedictine monks. And the monks say it's haunted by Pablo. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of people visit that prison 
for the... Yes, you, I'm going to say a really distasteful joke. Go for it. But they probably shouldn't live there. <laughs> out of, can I just say something? Out of all of the things you've said in our 11 episodes so far, that was the least distasteful thing you've said. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. So... We had a we had a wave of fun with that one. Now mm. we're gonna dip back down and we're gonna get a little sad again. So, oh boy. Another big dark tourism destination spot is the North Korea, the entire country. What? Yeah, people wanna go to North Korea to see what's happening. Um Why? So in, I don't know. I don't know. But people wanna go there and see, I guess. Ugh. Yeah, so in 2015, a 21-year-old from Ohio named Otto Warmbier was arrested in North Korea because they said that he was stealing a poster off of a hotel wall. He was detained for 17 months and was comatose when they released him. And oh. then he died in 2017, just six days after his return to the U.S. Oh. So, North Korea, they say he died from botulism, but his family says that he died from brain damage from torture. Mm. So, because of this whole situation, Americans are no longer allowed to travel to North Korea unless the State Department validates their passports. Wow. I know. Pretty spooky. And then, I don't know, man. I like, don't think I'd want to go there. Why would you want to go to a known dictatorship that treats their own people like garbage? You think they're going to treat somebody who's an outsider with respect? Like, oh, thank you for visiting our country. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, bitch, you about to get killed, too. Like, that's a thing, too. People need yeah. to stop going to these actively not okay situations when they don't live there because you're just making it another huge fucking problem for the people that live there man yeah it's pretty spooky i don't think like i don't know mm -mm. Mm -mm. you know yeah i got you mm -mm. Yeah. people have no okay. sense no sense speaking of people with no sense the last one i'm gonna talk about it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh oh. So this spot is McCamey Manor in Tennessee. Oh. Yep, you already know. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us know of this place because, like, the place that's like a supposed to be like a real haunted house, like it's hands-on, where like people can touch you and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I learned a bit more about it. Man, this place is so strange. I don't understand it. So, this manor in Tennessee is a haunted house that's hands-on, right? Mm -hmm. The tour there can last anywhere from 8 to 10 hours. 8 to 10 hours. A haunted mm -hmm. house that's hands-on that mm -hmm. lasts for an entire day. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, and the age, you have to be 21 and up. 
although you can be 18 to 20 and go in as long as the parent says it's okay. Wow. Yeah. And you're probably like, this is ridiculous. How many people really want to go there? Well, they have a waiting list with 24,000 people on it. Huh? 24,000 people. And you're like, 24,000 people? What What are they What are they even interested in doing at this hands-on haunted house? What even is that? Well, let me tell you. So they have to sign a liability waiver to enter. And this is some of the stuff that's on the waiver. <clears throat> they are not allowed to leave without staff permission. Oh, they my God. They agree to physical and psychological torture, including broken bones, oh. teeth pulled <gasps> without anesthesia, being drugged, being tattooed, and having fingernails removed. No! That's what oh. they sign on for. Oh my god, that's awful! What Isn't the that fuck? disgusting? Like, legit, being like, okay, you could torture me for 8 to 10 hours. Oh my fucking god, that's awful. Yeah, and you're probably like, hmm, how much are people actually paying for this terrifying experience? Oh, it costs nothing. They what? only ask for a donation of dog food for the owner's dogs. What? So you know what that tells me? That tells me that the person that owns this is so sadistic that they just want to torture people for no money. Oh my god, like, they do it for free because that's how they get their fucking jollies off. Dude, he's creating spank big material. Also, isn't that Like, the dude, whole situation is just even, so weird. Does that even constitute as dark tourism, though? Because dark tourism is about learning for historical purposes. Yeah. He's not I, teaching you anything except about torture, which I think falls more into sadism and perverse pleasures. <laughs> you know, I think you're right, because this was on, like, a few of the lists of, like, things I was Googling for dark tourism. But you're right, like, this was the last one I wrote down, because I was like, I don't know. Like, it's on these lists, but I feel like this is, yeah, like, torture. Like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's like theatrical yeah. entertainment. With, with, it's, so there's no purpose to educate, inform, or change, you know, yeah. someone's life. It's and just it's there like, to... I, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, like, I don't know. I mean, like, you'd rather uh, give yourself horrendous PTSD and come out looking like someone punched you in the face 800 times than just go visit a historical site that was about human suffering? The fuck's yeah, wrong with you? It's weird. It, it's really weird. I don't understand it. And I feel like I agree with you that I don't think it's necessarily dark tourism, but it kept popping up on mm -hmm. all of my lists, and I was like, what the heck? And even in one of the articles I read about it, like, places that call themselves haunted houses, mm -hmm. um, they think that this place is not a haunted house at all. Like, they're like, yeah, that's just right? a fucked up torture that, dungeon, we are not a part of it. It's like some guy's really fucked up way of getting around the law, when he's yeah. like, secretly just... But then again, that just means how many abusers is he keeping off the street, because all the abusers that work for him are getting their jollies off at work, so when they go home, they're like, normal don't take that for a fact guys that's not how abuse works 
So you're saying this guy is actually doing good. <laughs> In like a very Dave Chappelle way, you know, where he's like, he rapes, but he saves. But he saves so he can rape, you know? But it's yeah. like that same kind of fucked up little thing. It's like, it's like Dexter. Dexter was a killer, but he killed other killers. What if yeah. his little, what if his little horror house is like, helping all those freaky Dexter people out get their jollies out in a safe way well <clears throat> in a less criminally backfiery way than just straight out capturing people and hurting them maybe I mean you have to be some special type of person to do that because oh, like on top of all that other stuff like it says that they waterboard people mm -hmm. and they force them to like eat and drink unknown substances and they bound people and gag them so like yeah it'd definitely be like mm -hmm. a certain type of person to sign up to go and to sign up to work mm -hmm. um the only and like no guest has ever made it all the way through i guess um so maybe that's motivation to do it is people want like bragging rights they also have this other, like, what do you call it? They attraction? Also, no. Yeah, there we go. They have, like, another attraction called Desolution, which I guess is a 10-hour tour, and you can actually win $20,000 if you complete it, but they subtract $500 for every curse word you say and every failed challenge. What the fuck? Yeah, and that's all I learned about dark tourism and that wow. weird, weird haunted house thing. Wow. Yeah. I think it's, like, the creepiest thing about that haunted house thing is that there's no fee. You just give them dog food. Like, that's so weird. That's an odd... Why is you need... Why does he need $24,000... $24,000 people worth of dog food? <laughs> right? How many yeah, dogs is this dude? Just oh. broke your brain. Guess he's feeding charities? I don't know. I mean. Maybe he's eating it too. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> my kibble. In the morning, I eat pedigree so I can feel really good about me some in the morning. At night, I eat science diet because it's so filling and has so much protein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. But aside from that weird thing, they're like I would go see Alcatraz and I'd go to Pablo's prison. That would be mm -hmm. interesting to see. Mm -hmm. But yeah. That's all I got. Oh. Golf club. That was good. I had Thank so you. much to say about everything that you said. Yeah. It almost became like a fifty fifty right there. Yeah, it was good. We had a good banter. Mm -hmm. It was a good one, pinging off yeah. each other, which is good because I could have gone the route you went, but somehow I just knew, my little Linda Tinkler, that you were <laughs> you were learning about this one, and I was like, mm -mm, I ain't steering towards that one, I'm going to go the opposite direction. <laughs> so, I had at first thought dark tourism was like, ah, oh, cannibalism, hard drugs, doing dangerous things and not getting caught for it. And I realized why I thought that was dark tourism because it reminds me of the movie Hostel, which made me feel like tourism had gone real dark. And I was like, mm-mm, people gonna murder you in a hostel now? Yeah. 
That's true. I thought of Hostel too in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, mm, that's why I was thinking it was like cannibalism, hard drugs, dangerous, because that's what those Americans went there for in Hostel. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> that's besides the point. So. I was like, what is dark tourism? I don't even know what this thing is. And it said it's tourism associated with places, like you said, that have lots of grief and suffering and like have a historical, have a historic, the way I understand it is like a historically disproportionate amount of bad things happening it happening in it for it to be a thing, you know? Like if it- it was a bad place at a time. Exactly. A bad time. Exactly. It was a bad place at a bad time at a time. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> my period bloodstained chair that I sat in in sixth grade would not count as my dark tourism, though it was a dark spot in my life because it was one kid affected and nobody else was. Except for anyone who sat in Mrs. Barbara's social oh, English class in sixth grade in middle school. If you sat in that chair, you sat in my period butt. And oh I'm so sorry. Oh gosh. This is taking a turn. <laughs> like, we're talking about dark tourism. Like, how? <laughs> How do you do this? It's a gift, honestly. (laughs) The gift to gab. Just keep on gabbing. There you go. (laughs) Let me ask you, are you gabbing a good time yet? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the dumber they are, the funnier they are. I agree with you. Uh, uh, anyways. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I had written this in some footnotes underneath what I said about the, you know, how it's the dark periods of history. I said, so it's like kind of like the way I picture these dark touristy destinations or the people that go to these, it's like the people that like watching crime porn. You know? What do they... I call it crime porn. What? What is crime porn? It's like the people who like watching crime documentaries and, like, uh, of people getting interviewed and they're like, mm, this my shit is my crime porn. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? You you're, know what I'm talking about? You're just talking about people that like to watch true crime things. That's it. That's it and they call when, it crime porn. No one calls it crime uh, porn. When they call get... it uh, let this throw it in. What is crime porn? But be very careful when we look this up because the FBI will put us on a watch list. Yeah. Now is that me being serious or is that the marijuana cheat she paranoid in me <laughs> saying that? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of our interview where I was like, we're getting high. Well, I've been high and I'm here now. There she is. There she is. There's the drugs. It's coming off real hard right now. <laughs> but I was like, yes, I think they're called crime porn watchers. That's what they are in my head. But 
I now we're gonna need people to respond on Instagram if that's not the word for it because I'm pretty sure it's called true crime porn. Yes, please yeah. litter our Instagram with yeah, comments. Yeah, I'm not actually sure porn. what it's called, but <clears throat> I was saying, dark tourism <laughs> is just what rich people who like true crime evolve into. Yeah. Because you okay. start as like a true crime enthusiast. Then you start as like a hobbyist. You're like, oh, I live right next to the Jeffrey Dahmer house. I want to go check it out. And then suddenly you're like, holy shit. And then you stumble into your nine to five job and you realize I'm making pretty big bucks right now. You know, I don't have to just be a true crime enthusiast. I could be a criminal. Mm. And so they fly across the sea. No, that's a different life. So what they do is they say, now I got the money. I don't have to just watch from TV. I can go to these places. So I feel like a lot of the people who like dark tourism are the same people who like probably true crime for that same morbid curiosity to be like, oh shit, like damn. Yeah, you know? that was honestly a beautiful <coughs> evolution that you just described. A, yeah, it's a big circle that you're like, where yeah. are we going? And it yeah. looked like I was driving towards the edge of a, a cliff, and you're like, I don't know what she's doing. And then the last second, I steer it back in. Yeah, you really painted a picture there. It was, it was nice. <laughs> I was following along. Yeah, it was like a nice little journey. I don't think there was yeah. a single dip, single bump. It was a smooth yeah. ride. <laughs> but that was my two cents I was like alright that's so it's like the next step it makes sense Pe people liking dark tourism makes sense and I went to a website called culturaobscura.com because I was titillated by the name of the website and also it looked like the only website that wouldn't give me viruses if I clicked on the link <laughs> <laughs> cultured <laughs> but according to cultureobscura.com uh, they the reason why I asked about the McKinney Man Manor was because they had mentioned that in their article because yeah. the name of that manor was on it and they're like saying like it it's not they're they're uh, giving props to the Netflix show that you said you had seen but they're saying like a lot of those places that he goes to technically don't qualify as dark tourism because they don't have a historical relevance, you know? And so that's when they're like, like McKinney Manor, though scary, though morbid, though it's dark, it's not dark tourism because it has no it's, it's just history. Up. It's yeah. Who, who, like who how was? about you just go who fucking was? pay your, your significant other or better yet, Go make an enemy, and they'll do all that to you for free. <laughs> you don't well, have to bring any dog food either. Oh, just there it is. just yeah, step on their it's free. yeah, just step on their toes enough, and they'll do it to you. You don't have to ask. Just be like, hey, fuck you, Johnny. Yeah. Fucking suddenly, just... Johnny's pulling your fingernails and pulling out your eyeballs. Yeah. Instead of instead of going on a big old trip to Tennessee to get beat up, just start your own local fight club. That's what Brad Pitt did. <laughs> you mean that's what Tyler Durden did? <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, Tyler Durden, is that his name in Fight Club? Yeah, but he's played by Brad Pitt <laughs> and Edward Norton. <laughs> I, Spoiler alert! I 
start talking about the characters in the show. I loved Fight Club. Tyler Durden is in the Fight Club. Brad Pitt's just the actor. Yeah, we're on the same page. We're saying the same thing. I don't know that we are. <laughs> Anyways, like Tyler Durden would be a dark Taurus. He'd be the guy. I feel like we're both driving up a mountain right now. <laughs> You're going up in this, like, nice, calm way. And I'm zigzagging around the mountain trying to drive around all the obstacles. And somehow we're still at the top <laughs> together. <laughs> I was so lost and so confused. <laughs> it's like we end up at the top of the mountain and I look fine and you're all disheveled and you have branches in your hair. <laughs> Just like with a beard, like what is it? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was such a big tangent, but it was so funny. Good. Um. Anyways, I started getting real deep into the officialness of you know what is dark tourism, mm. and there was a word that was coined in nineteen. 96. Can you guess by who? Lillian? Malcolm. Some dude named Malcolm and <laughs> his friend John Lennon. No relation to the Beatles. <laughs> different. Different John Lennon. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Is this John Lennon related to the caterpillars? Oh, I couldn't think of another bug. <laughs> Like, not the beetles, but the caterpillars. <laughs> I don't know. It was bad. You think of another bug that wasn't like the beetles? Yeah, I couldn't think of a beetle-like bug. The ladybug? <laughs> I don't know. They should have just called themselves the Volkswagens. The Volkswagen beetle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I regretted all of it. <laughs> I don't know, it's really funny. I thought it was weird. Now I know how you feel when you interject. <laughs> you, feel, you feel like like when you start, you interject because you feel like it's going somewhere. And then it's like you've been going five minutes and you still haven't gotten to your joke. And you're like, I've committed too far to let this go now. It's a lot of shame. It is. You'll get used to it. It goes away after a couple episodes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, it was the phrase dark tourism was coined in 1996 by John Lennon, no relation to Volkswagen or the Beatles, and Malcolm Foley, no relation to the sound effect crew. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> The academics also call it this word, which I think is a way better word than dark tourism. It's called thanator thanatorism, named I after the it. Greek god of Thanatos, of death. Yeah. I'd rather say dark. No. You want me to say a big word? Thanatorism? Uh, thanatorism. 
Say it! Say it! Yeah. Rolls right off the tongue! Thanatorism! Thanatorism! Delicious soul! Thanatorism! I hate it. I hate it. Dark tourism. Anyways, that's what the academics call dark tourism. And obviously, now we know what Lillian thinks of those academics. She thinks they're all dumb. Oh, don't worry, so, I'll tell her she's so wrong. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid, these stupid academics. They're so dumb, how come they don't know anything? <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Anyways, these two guys were like really into studying what the hell dark tourism was. So they made this whole paper on it. And they wanted to know, you know, what is it? Why do people like it? And they determined that there's five forms of dark tourism. Five of them. The first one is museums that showcase death that allow visitors to kind of relive horrors through history. And, like, that's like your regular Joe Schmo museum, like Jack the Ripper Museum, the Zodiac Killer Museum, you know? We'll okay. show you real artifacts so it could feel like you're, like, back in the day, you know. Then there's the second type of dark tourist location called a participation or a death simulator Ooh. fucking one. And I was like, what the fuck is a death simulator? And it's those uh, places where they reenact famous battles like the Battle of Gettysburg or the oh. Battle of Waterloo. And it's like, you might even consider hor like uh, historical movies uh, a form of dark tourism because you like know historically the outcome of some certain movies, but you still go anyways because you're like, wow, it's so dark. I just can't wait to see it in real life. Yeah? So it's like the idea <coughs> of not being able to look away at a car crash. Exactly. And your head's glued there for two hours and the car crash doesn't stop. To the yeah. credits roll. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the next one type of um, death tourism or dark tourism is the third one, which is the witnessing of public deaths, which is what you had mentioned. Like, people would bring their fucking own tomatoes. Like, these poor as fuck peasants would still somehow find uh, anything or, like, any like a vegetable or something to throw at somebody who's getting executed like these people were literally so fucking poor they couldn't even eat good bread and they somehow still found their way to the gallows and were still tossing fucking vegetables and fucking fruits like where'd you get this fucking shit aren't you poor like dang catch Ooh. some of those vegetables Ooh. and take a home like you throw away perfectly good food mm. so you could throw it at someone who's about to die? They're oh, laughing babe. at you in oh. hell. Like, yeah. ha! You're still hungry and I'm just here. Mm, call them out, Linda. You know? But I think they um, threw rotten food, though. I mean, if you're hungry, you're hungry. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Put that on a shirt. If you're hungry, you're hungry. That's a good nice uh, shirt. <laughs> um, and then the next type of dark tourism that they have is visits to memorials. Like how people go to graves, crypts, internment sites and stuff. And watch out. And watch out? Yeah. 
and Auschwitz. If I already said that, I apologize. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You <laughs> 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 That was kind of a nuts apology. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and the fifth one was traveling to the sites of individual sites or like mass death tragedy. So like where Mao Zedong died or where Lenin died. Like it's an individual's death, but it was so significant that people are like, whoa. Okay. So like, yeah. And uh, they were talking, oh, I was also learning about, I was like, I don't want to learn about specific places. I want to know like, what's the cultural impact of these death tourists? Cause it's like, makes you feel a certain way. Hearing the word death tourism makes you feel kind of like you're doing something bad. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is it is it bad to be into death tourism? And they're mostly saying, like, death tourism is incredibly important because it's, like, history encapsulated in moments of time where people literally died so that you could have your life now. Or people did die because they couldn't have a life. So they're just saying like it's important to encapsulate those moments so that those people didn't die in vain and yeah. I was like hmm that's a very eloquent way of saying it yeah and that would like affect you too like that's some like that's a like come to Jesus personal growth moment to like see something where something so monumentous happened <laughs> Something so monumentous. Is that the word? I think it's something big and scary. I think it's monumental. Ah, sure. Monumental. You're right. That does sound better. I'm like monumentous. Hmm, that's a good word. I mean, that's a word. It's definitely a word. But um. Yeah, people are just like, dang. And the, they were saying another reason why they thought that um, these were incredibly important was because they conf make people confront harsh truths about society and humanity as like a reminder of what could happen if, you know, you don't help your neighbor that's not wearing the same shit you are. It's true. And that was really, guys, for you listeners out there for still here, that was really a euphemism for don't be fucking racist, sexist, or anything ist. Yeah. Don't be a ist. Yeah. Or you'll yeah. be dist. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> got him! Fire! Got him! <laughs> I freaking got him. But. Um, they're just saying, like, how people back then died for this stuff, so you should really respect these places and travel there, because it gets you out of your comfort area. Yeah. So then, I was like, alright, so that's the good part of dark tourism, but I've also heard some people say, like, that problematic stuff, like what you said with that person who took selfies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're saying, like, it's only problematic because of the common... Uh, popularization of so social media and taking pictures because uh, yeah. it was never really that big of an issue before because people couldn't really see uh, what other people were doing in these places but it's just they were talking about how the people who make dark tourist areas um, problematic are just the selfish assholes that take selfies mm -hmm. and stuff 
and make a historical event about them and their story rather than the journey of all the people who came before them. Mm. So that was pretty interesting. I was like, huh, I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Like if a bunch of people died for it and someone just is like, ah, here I am, fam, back at it again with the whatever. Yeah, it's. Uh, I cringed when you just acted it, it out. Yeah, because like, oh. people people do that, and it's just. Yeah. It also just makes me think people are so fucking clueless nowadays yeah. too. Like in an age where people are supposed to be like much better at reading others because everything's so much more open, mm-hmm. people really have no sense of like propriety. Like even me, should I really be introducing an episode about my sweaty vagina stamp on a chair? Like I should have a little bit of propriety, but there's no consequences for behaving the way I am. So I'm not gonna stop, and that's mm-hmm. why selfie takers will never stop because there's no real consequences for what mm. they do so it's never gonna stop guys yeah I don't know what the end message is for that there is no end number it started <laughs> one place and it stayed in that same Interesting. <laughs> um. Anyways, oh, I gotta turn my page to the next note. And then there, t- uh, I was like, okay, so what are some like places that are considered like dark tourism? And I didn't see the su- suicide forest on there, but I did see of a place. It's called London Dungeon, and it Ooh. started as a very like big homage to like the Great London Fire and Jack the Ripper so they had segments where you could like experience that and see what it was like to be in times like that but now that it's got bought by another group that it's a lot more theater based and even people are saying how it doesn't constitute dark tourism anymore because it's so fake but also it's like the haunted house where it's just like it's a big show exactly so they have like it's like entertainment stuff and they're like it's a really shitty horror house that's what it is so uh, another one I read about was uh, the killing fields which is like I had to read about it because I was like I keep seeing this place being mentioned but what are the killing fields and it's where uh, it was in Cambodia and I guess in 1975 oh sorry guys in 1975 and 1979 a dictator named Pol Pot took over Cambodia and started like a political movement or a political group called the Khmer Rouge and they basically committed huge huge amounts of cultural genocide on anybody who was not like their deemed like Cambodian so if you're Chinese see ya if you associated with anybody who uh, who was part of the previous political regime, it was a see You talk to whiteies, adiosa, and it's just like they killed almost like I think it, was, they, it said like two million people. God, don't fact check me on that. I was I did not write the number down, but it was a lot. But it was basically then they killed like intellectuals too. So there's so they would like say that if these people are harboring these people, they all work with the westerners, they're all part of the problem, they all have to die 
and people would be sent to these re-education camps and stuff, and it's like, whoa. Interesting. What is, like, why, what, what is this where, like, and it's, like, oh, uh. What? <laughs> She's so mad, she can't even say what it is. <laughs> she can't even think of it. I can't even get words out. She's so like, pissed. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, it's been, like, we've seen <laughs> so many different cultures genocide. Like, what is it with this obsession that men, it's always men, that men have with, like, like whatever looks like them is, like, the only thing that should live. Like, what is that? And it, it's also like, oh, only it's easy to control a population when you can claim to kill whoever you want. Like, I'd be scared as fuck. But I'd also be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. That's like, that should be a disorder in the DSM. Like, well, yeah. Well, it's like also scary because so many people could have been like, no, but so many people who are in positions of power to protect people did not do their jobs. Cough, cough, American politics, cough, cough. Cough, cough, QAnon, cough, cough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but kind of what happens, man, like, I know, Toast, we can't mm-hmm. accept it. We just, people shouldn't be doing that. It's just, ugh. Ugh, so gross. But, mm-hmm. um... That was uh, pretty much all I learned about dark tourism. It definitely made me think about whether or not I'm a respectable dark tourist. I would say that I would have the sense not to at least publicly take pictures of myself or take pictures of myself even. I would not take selfies of myself in a place where people died. Yeah. Like, that's just bad juju and bad manners. Like, I'm trying to imagine... If I went to, like, see, like, the concentration camps, like, I don't think I would even want to take pictures. Like, I don't... Yeah, it just feels like a deeply personal thing to do out of respect. Yeah. There was... So, this is how I feel. So, I worked for this one nonprofit, and it was, like, a startup. It was just now, like... When I got hired on, they were just getting clients and they were still figuring out, like, their structure, their program structure. And it was a residential treatment center for girls who had been victims of sex trafficking. And, like, it ended up failing because we couldn't get funding. But I remember at the time, the, um, like, the CEO, like, during one of our last staff meetings... Like, we were all really bummed out because, like, no one wanted to, like, donate. We just couldn't get donations to stay open. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, people will watch, like, every documentary about human trafficking there is. And she was like, but when it comes to actually doing something about it, they probably won't. And she yeah. was like, it's just entertainment. Like, that's all it is. And that always stuck with me. Oh, it's like, sad. It's true, though. Like... There's that, like, it is, like, there's a certain aspect of these, like, terrible things that it is entertainment for people. Yeah. Like, people who read, like, terrible news stories and stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know. 
Or like chase terrible news. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. People just have no respect for each other, I feel like, in their privacy. It's just mm. made it such a travesty, man. It's a it's huge just, problemo. It's morbid curiosity. That's People just have no sense, you know? There's been less repercussions for... Oh my god, this is gonna be kind of an iffy say, but there's like no repercussions for shit you say unless you threaten to kill the president. But That's not true, you get cancelled. Yeah, but what's it like to be cancelled if you have no following, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda, we're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> what is canceling when you don't have a following? Can't cancel what never got started. <laughs> Speaking tune of which, in, tune in next week to see what it feels like. <laughs> People are telling us to kill ourselves, Lillian. What are we gonna do? Too far, Linda. Yeah. Room. <laughs> oh my god, I'm one of those people with no sense. Oh, why am I shocked? I already admitted that. <laughs> oh, I was whiplash. I thought it was one way, but really I was the other. <laughs> oh. But yeah, dark tourism. I think I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, like I, well, I love going to museums, like, anyways, I like learning, mm -hmm. so I would totally go to these locations to learn more, because I just like to learn. Yeah, it's just interesting, too, seeing yeah. seeing what happened and seeing how far some places have come despite that, I think is yeah. the cool thing. Like, it's sometimes I go to the Natural History Museum, and I'll look at what we used to be, and then I'll look down at my feet. And my toes, and I go, damn, we have come a long way from being shit throwing monkeys. Wow, that was poetic. <laughs> <laughs> that really elegant poem to say nothing. <laughs> that was so poetic. That was a solid, that was a solid yeah. end. That was a good wrap up, Linda. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, We've talked enough about ourselves, you dark tourister yous. Mm -hmm. We hope you learned a lot from our episode. And uh, uh, what? Do you hear that noise? It it sounds like it is it is it the bell? It's a school alarm. It's an evacuation. Everybody from the cells, Put in the school bell here, and then we'll be one, two, three, and three. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes it's gonna end on a school evacuation. <laughs> uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. We're gonna listen okay, to that deal. part in playback, and we're gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> Okay, I hope we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that was swell. It's been great. The school's over. You heard the bell? Adios. Sayonara. Yeah, class dismissed. I did. And we, hope, we hope you made it out safe. Aloha. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>